0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Midsummer Show podcast.
1: Heard live on Joy 94.9 and presented by Midsummer Festival 2012.
0: Celebrating queer culture. <laughs>
1: Celebrating Queer Culture, the Midsummer Show on Joy 94.9.
0: Presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au
2: Joy 94.9, Ginny and Adam here on the Midsummer Show, wrapping things up before next week's big open forum.
3: Oh yeah, Um, and I'm not feeling too bad today, how are you? I'm
2: actually, I'm having a bit of Midsummer blues, because you know, Midsummer's so exciting, it goes for two and a half weeks, and you know, it, it kicks off with a big party, finishes off with a big party. And then you're kind of like, oh. Yeah, well, I've
3: been spending a little bit of the morning this morning look at the things that are still going on, even though we've sort of officially finished the festival. But, yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it, it, it has been a fantastic festival, and I'm going to try and spend the next hour talking about the things that I think have been great about it, the things that I think – maybe you want to or the public wants to talk about um, ahead of next week's Big Open Forum with Paul Anthony at this time on Joy 94.9.
2: Absolutely. Well, you can text through on 0427JOY949 or you can email onair at joy.org.au. What's been your favourite part of Midsummer 2012 so far? All through from Carnival right through to Pride March yesterday, which was freaking fantastic in spite of the weather.
3: Yeah, I had a great day. I was there from start to finish. It was fantastic.
2: Let's kick off with a bit of sugar babes. Girls, this is Joy ninety four point nine. Ginny I'm Adam, Adam on the Midsummer Show, the Midsummer Show podcast,
1: heard live on Joy ninety four point nine, and presented by Midsummer Festival
3: twenty twelve,
2: celebrating queer culture. The Midsummer Show.
3: Uh, well, here's my hands <laughs> in the air. I'm, I'm trying to be a big girl.
2: Well, after you told me about your lycra experience last week, I think uh, that's oh yeah, that
3: seven. went on a little bit beyond the radio show too. I, I, th- I You know, I got a number of text messages from friends who are interested in seeing my fairy front.
2: Exactly. I'm sure in my um,
3: little lycra. <laughs>
2: I think I think just professionally speaking, I'm glad that we're in radio. And that yes. We uh, see that. And
3: when I was when I was when I was trying to work out what to wear to Pride March, um, I did consider that little lace see-through number, the furry touch. Um, you know, yeah. Um, like I, I I describe myself as a man with a six-pack, but yeah. it's well It's it's well iced. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
2: So I, well iced I don't six-pack. think
3: um, it would have been a good idea to wear that yesterday. Well,
2: it sounds like a, a Broadway musical. Adam Lowe in Furry Front. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, um, I, I, I was privileged enough to go to a chorus line on Saturday night, which I, you know, I was a little bit disappointed with in some ways, but it was, it was wonderful to see and I, you know, I had a great time and I was really... I was kind of emotionally moved during the porn monologue that was delivered by Ewan Doidge, um, uh, which is the monologue about the gay man. There are two homosexual characters in A Chorus Line and I thought it was, re- even though it wasn't a, f- a festival event, um, I grew up in the musical theatre mm. behind the scenes as a stage manager and as an administrator. And, um, uh, and A Chorus Line is something quite huge and I thought it was fantastic that uh, on the last, second last night of festival before Pride March I got to go and see... Um, particularly you and Deutsch deliver that monologue about uh, coming out and being um, you know working in show business and getting his start in the drag bars and um, it, it, it touched me um, but you know so much across the festival has touched me from Carnival through the Premier, of, uh, Premier Visual Arts um, you know I, I was at Hairs and Hyenas the night that Christos Tsokas and Dennis Altman and a number of other writers um, read from their current works or works coming in, Neil drinnen and Moira Finucane gave a performance and um I'm going to forget the name of the writer who inspired me, but she was, she was um, talking about her book that's kind of a work of nonfiction called Melbourne. Mm. Um, and uh, it was kind of like, a, a, it was a story about a, a community of people who live in the drains of Melbourne um, from Hawthorne and um, through underneath all, all the, in Boroondara and into the city of Melbourne and things like that. And I was just inspired to go, it took me back to my own childhood and I, in my own, like in the, in the town that I grew up in, My family was a long-time sort of place, uh, an establishment family, if you like, in that city. And there's one street that runs from one end of the city to the other end of the city, um, and um, it probably goes for four or five kilometres. And somewhere along that road, every single strip of the way is is a part of my life and a coming out story, a a sex or smoking or drinking story. Families and things like that, and I was really, um, I was really taken into another world, um, even even as a boy skateboarding through the drains of Campbelltown in New South Wales, where I grew up <laughs> by this story of Melbourne and this community of people living in the drains of melbourne so i 've had a really fantastic festival from start to finish um, and um, I know next week on Joy here at this time. We're going to talk with Paul Anthony as we do every year. I'm going to sit and take questions and talk calls and do whatever. And I want everybody to talk about whatever they didn't like, whatever they did like, everything and anything. Um, and you want uh, and, and between now and then, I want you to think about it seriously. I want you to email feedback at Midsummer if you've got something in particular you want me to talk about. If you want me to be prepared for something equally i'm happy to be completely unprepared about the question and get on with it um and paul anthony has been a great supporter and joy Mm -hmm. continues to be a great supporter um so you know it's something that i'm looking forward to doing next week um today what i want to try to do is just talk about my favorite moments of festival um i want to talk about some of the things that i think we we have done wrong this year um we've got lots of feedback around the festival guide um and um, I don't think we made, necessarily made the right decision, and I don't think we made the wrong decision. We made a choice, and um, that choice has played out in certain ways. And I'm very keen for people, whether they're a producer, whether they're a punter, whether they're whatever, whoever you are, to to email feedback at Midsummer and tell us what your experience of how you found. The website How did you find The iPhone application What did you uh, the, I, I need you to tell us What you found out This year Because next year Is the 25th anniversary
2: And you want it to be I a, really
3: want to get it right exactly. I want it to be A really fantastic Silver Jubilee Exactly I think it's um, great
2: Adam too That you are Opening up to the public Because so many events Are run And you, they kind of Just do their own thing You know Sticking to their own Concepts and stuff But it's great That you're actually Because it is such An important community event Here in Melbourne Fifth largest Gay, Lesbian, Queer Festival In the world You're actually opening up To people to contribute What they yeah,
3: think Yeah And love to think that melbourne as a celebration of queer arts and culture um is um a, a capable of rivaling any of the best festivals in the world like this outburst festival in um belfast there's the gay the dublin gay theater festival um there's, there's vancouver in la and yeah. you know there are some really fantastic festivals that um that have a, a really solid arts program and i think we are one of the premier versions of that kind of festival absolutely and i, want to, and, I and i want I want to keep growing that.
0: This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for The Midsummer Show.
1: Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer dot org dot Joy ninety four
2: point nine, the Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam um, reminiscing on the carnival that it was. We'd love to hear your thoughts on oh four two seven joy nine four nine or email on air at joy dot What was your favourite part of Midsummer twenty twelve so far? Yesterday, Adam, uh, Pride March kicked off with a lot of pride, a lot of cheer, a lot of festivity. We're almost blown away. Well, we yeah. actually were blown away.
3: Well, uh, no, I was still there. <laughs> you <were> still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed that a lot of people did um, get blown away. I think that's um you know my my opinion of that is a little bit I do feel a little bit disappointed that so many people turned their back on it just because it was a bit of a rainy day um, but uh, you know I still had a great time I went and spent time in the Bank of Melbourne tent and hung out at the bar. And um, I think I got to tuck a couple of $20 notes in um, Daniel Power's pants, and that oh was wow. fun. <laughs> All for the cause, you know, donating money exactly. to Pride March and buying a beer at the same time. Exactly. It was nothing below the belt, as it were. But, um, and I got to spend um, a whole ton of time with uh, the board at Pride March, you know, p- p- um, uh, people like Matt, Shane, David. Um, Kath, Brian, and, of course, President Brett Hayhoe, who I'd love to talk to shortly. Um, And, um, you know, the the person that I missed yesterday, and I don't think... um well, I did have a couple of conversations about it, but Midsummer Life member Harry Walford, um, I think, was, in my mind, all day yesterday, um, and uh, he passed away in the last 12 months, and he's a Midsummer Life member. He's probably a Life member at Pride, too, and he's uh, on the board um, till um, till his passing, and he was a great community member. And so Pride March for me yesterday was about remembering Harry as much as having a great celebration and, um, t- you know... Showing the world that we're still here and we still haven't quite got everything we want. Um, it was a great, um, a great day with those board members from Pride. It was a great day with all of the the various councils that marched. You know, thanks to Hobson City, Hobson's Bay City Council. You know, their Go West program that started a year or two ago in midsummer and has gone on to become such a great program now. With uh, you know, Melton, Brimbank, Wyndham. Um, Maribyrnong, the city of Melbourne and Hobson's Bay. Is that all seven of them? Um, It's a really great initiative by those councils to get behind the queer community and I hope that we stay behind them um, as we go. But, uh, yeah, it was a great day yesterday and a really fantastic way to end the, t- the 2012 Midsummer Festival.
2: Absolutely. And who better to know about the day that was yesterday? Pride March 2012 yesterday was an absolute hoop. Brett Hayhoe joins us. Hello, Brett.
3: Good. Uh, oh, I nearly said good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> well, you can, because it you, you can be morning. Brett, if you're on Brisbane are you? time, you
2: can
4: be on morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes, Adam, it's, uh, um, Harry was uh, inducted as a life member prior to his passing. And in fact, uh, when Harry passed, he was still a board member of um, Pride March Victoria.
3: Yeah, and uh, he was very much in my thoughts yesterday. And I think at one point while well, I was putting a tent up in the assembly area with Brian, and um, I called Brian Harry, and it was like, here's a moment of what's going on.
1: Yeah <laughs> is Harry exactly. speaking
3: to me from beyond. Um, so it was It was a lovely day. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I know the weather turned on us, and as I say, I'm disappointed with um, the, the the lack of fortitude, I guess, for, from s- some members of our community who turned the back on the day and um, moved away. But you know, these things happen. Um, how how do you feel about it, Brett? What's um,
4: what's, Look, I, what's I, it going to mean?
3: I spoke to Andrew at
4: MCB this morning as well, and. I have to say that I've never been filled with such mixed emotion after a Pride March day. Normally, I'm on top of the world. Um, Mixed emotions in the fact that, on one hand, the march was an incredible success. It was an incredible success on many levels. Uh, It went off without a hitch. Um, The the sheer numbers of people on Fitzroy Street watching the march was just mind-blowing. But the energy and the and the electric atmosphere from the people in the march itself, everyone in our community who marched, needs to pat themselves on the back and congratulate themselves for, for really making Pride March 2012 uh, not only one of the biggest in its history, but also one of the most electric going down Fitzroy Street. If there was any doubt in anybody's mind how wonderful the LGBT community is and those who support us. Um, Those doubts would have been well and truly swept away yesterday with with just the sheer energy of of the people marching
3: in Pride March. That was just wonderful. Yeah, Brett, I know Midsummer was number 55, I think, and I stood, you know, as you know, um, my team at Adam Lowe Group helped with the logistics at Pride March, and I was with Molly Whelan at the launch at the front of the parade as we launched out of the assembly area and I stood there for the first 54 um uh, contingents moved through the the beginning, and I, I I was moved to tears by by about halfway through that first fifty four, and I had to stop for a moment, just um, with my own sense of fantastic pride. And then when I got on, when Midsummer came past. I got in. They made me smile and threw bubbles at me. <laughs> then I wandered <laughs> do. down. Then I wandered down Fitzroy Street. And um, it was an amazing experience, as it always is, to be you know so close to the people who were there to celebrate with you, as they as you walk past them down the street. The number of people who congratulated Midsummer, which is fantastic for us, and the number of people who simply were there because it's a great celebration of. Queer pride, and I know you hate that word, but um, <laughs> oh no no, I love the word pride. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: just not queer, pride. <laughs> <But>
3: That's <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, intersex, and queer people of the of Melbourne and Victoria were well and truly represented um, and I think yesterday was a great day all round and um, I'd like to thank you Brett and um, all of your board at Pride March Victoria for the, your ongoing commitment. Um, I know lots of our government and the City of Port Phillip and um, other partners were there making, making the day possible as well so to all of you thank you for making it possible and thank you for being such a fantastic close to Midsummer Festival. It, it is our pleasure.
2: Brett Hayhoe there from Pride March, Victoria. Yesterday's Pride March was um, absolutely amazing and inspiring, or as it always is. I remember my first Pride March, I marched uh, back in 2008 and I got to hold the number nine on on the Joy uh, front. So that was very exciting, making my debut. I got a letter or a number and I'm walking at the front. So, yes, always very, very inspiring. This is Joy 94.9 with Ginny and Adam on The Midsummer Show.
0: This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for The Midsummer Show.
1: Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au Join
2: sure, 94.9 The Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam taking you through to one. Next week we'll be holding a forum to um, allow you to give your opinion on how the Midsummer that it was for 2012 to make the 25th Midsummer for next year absolutely awesome. Stay tuned if you want to contribute to the show and let us know what was your favourite part of Midsummer 0427 join 949 or you can email on air at
1: joy.org.au
0: Miss that Adam Lambert interview life on joy? It's available
1: on podcast. Forgot the Rainbow Report's hard-hitting interview with the Polly. It's available for podcast. Missing Benny and Frank and need a little latte fix. You betcha. All their best bits are on the podcast. A huge range of Joy 94.9 programs now have a
0: podcast. Catch the best bits of your favorite show by heading to joy.org.au and choose from over 80 Joy programs. There's over 30,000 hours of Joy goodness available
1: now, free to download and take wherever you go. Visit joy.org.au and click on the podcast link. joy.org.au
2: Join 94.9, The Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam, taking you through to one. We're reminiscing on the Midsummer that it was, our favourite parts of Midsummer. Adam, what was your favourite part of Midsummer? Well, I've got
3: too many. You've got um, too many, I can imagine. Um, Running you know, the event, <laughs> you have got like, a lot. I've just been like the list in front of me here about the things that I thought I should talk about or that that gave me some something special to take away from the festival is fantastic. Like, I, I purchased a, 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 a Caricature from Brett Willis's exhibition Tunerama at the Art Boy Gallery. Um, I purchased a caricature of Kerry Lagore, which is now hanging up on the office wall. That's fantastic. I love it. Um, I think I've spent. More money in the art galleries this year than I have in the past years. Um, it's been a really fantastic time this year. I, I, I managed to be able to afford my very first Wat, Ross Watson. It's, wow. wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't a painting per se. It was one of the archival photographs. So it's not a lot of money. It was only. About you know,
2: $1, you're $1, a high roller when you got a Ross Watson photo. It was
3: only about fifteen hundred dollars, but um, uh, it was a photograph of James Wharton, who is the um, lance corporal from the Queen's Guard in the UK, who is now a friend of mine on Twitter and it's he and his husband Thomas McCaffrey um, who I know both were watching the Super Bowl overnight <laughs> through our t- Twitter exchanges um, but um, it's you know and James, I met James, I had breakfast with James, I got to talk about him and how he met his partner and how the photograph of the two of them came about and how the, working with Ross was like and um, that that's a really memorable experience um, for me that's what I guess one of the privileges but um, you know, there are so many things, uh, Dennis, Dennis Altman, I've been talking about after homosexual, the legacies of gay liberation for, for a month now. I think, um, I love talking and having coffee with Dennis Altman. Um, uh, he's, uh, he's a fantastic, um, inspiration. Um, and to, um, to attend the, uh, uh, ACME last Thursday, I think it was, um, to listen to Dennis, to Jeffrey Weeks and Alice Eccles, um, and Helen Razor discuss, um, the book uh as it was written in 1971 and published in australia in 1972 and then um to talk about the idea that so in some ways i'm is um one of the biggest challenges for midsummer at the moment this idea about is the is is there an end to homosexual the the homosexual as an identity and are we just uh, will we ever be just human beings and those kind of categories won't matter and that's um and, and, and how do we, you know, treat all of these different categories and various bits and pieces. So it's a really fantastic thing for the cerebral part of me that um, I spend time thinking about. Um, and one of the great uh, which things that I'm really excited about with in relation to uh, after-homosexual is... The seven thirty report um, interviewed Dennis uh, Altman at Hares and Hyenas. They were there that night that I was talking about, where I, where I think it was Fiona read from her novel Melbourne, um, and Dennis and Christos um, all read from their current works, and Neil and the the like, um, they took more footage of Dennis in action, and um, I think either tonight or tomorrow night, the seven thirty report will host, uh, will put to air a feature on Dennis Altman and the gay liberation movement and the book and all those sorts of things, which I think is a great coup for Midsummer. To mm. to, um, it's a great coup for La Trobe University and the people involved. Um, and it's particularly a great celebration of Dennis Altman how fantastic for melbourne for melbourne and for midsummer to have a patron and um, a person who was that intrinsic to um, the gay rights movement in the year of my birth oddly enough 1972 wow um, there so you go adam that, that's you know there's the there's a synergy of that event um, for me uh, i didn't get to see something at gasworks but the I think the rise of the AIDS play, for want of a better way to describe that, the idea, I think it's a really timely that these things are happening, um, with the the rise in infection rates and the like, and um, the the need to remind our younger communities about the, the, the dangers of um, unsafe sex and the like. Um, there was a play at Gasworks called Road Movie. Um, which um, everybody who I know who saw it was absolutely moved by it, and I'm disappointed that I didn't get to see it, but I felt like I needed to mention it just because of that really important fact. Um, uh, We interviewed Paul Malik from um, Collaboration, the project. Um, Now, there's a person here who I have to thank for bringing Paul Malik to the table, and that's Cara Dinley. Cara did um, um, a great deal of work for Adam Lowe Group and for Midsummer over the 18 or 20 months that she was with us um, over the 2011 festival and in putting together the artistic direction that we have for the 2012 festival before she moved on to what I hope is bigger and better things for her but her contribution here uh, remains um, outstanding and very noteworthy and she brought Paul Malick to the table and she decided that Midsummer should be supporting contemporary dance in this way and as i've said in the interviews with paul it's kind of close to my heart again too because i, I have a brother i have two brothers and a sister in fact one of the, uh, one of those brothers is gay and works in similar kind of arts administration events administration ticketing and things like that with me the other brother is straight has two children and is a contemporary ballet dancer oh wow and his um now ex-wife or ex you know partner is um also a contemporary ballet dancer and they've had uh, you know they're no longer dancing because it it's impossible to raise a family um, on that kind of career, on on the amount of work available in that in that particular industry in this country. And one of the things that I think is important for Midsummer is that we continue to support the artists um, and, and make it possible for artists to work. And that's part of our relevance, you know. And it, and um, Paul Malick is doing a great job. He's a v- VCA graduate. He's Melbourne through and through. Um, and I guess that brings me on to Theatre Works and Daniel Clark and. Mother Son, Jeffrey Solomon, the piece there. I don't know if you saw it. You didn't go to any theatre. You just but you just did parties. Um,
2: and I've got something to say about the parties too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but um, you know, Mother Son was a wonderful piece of theatre. Um, and again, so many people. I, I did see it. I, I think I saw almost. I, I think I saw everything at Theatre Works this this year round. Um, and and everybody else who are, who I know who's seen it was absolutely raving about it. And I think it's done superb business at the box office. And um, it was a wonderful. Celebration of P Flag, a, a community organisation. We often forget. We often forget about our mums and our dads and our brothers and our sisters. And I, I don't. Um.
2: I believe P Flag get the uh, the equal loudest cheer at, at Pride March. Does joy get the loudest?
3: Ah, do you? Jack? Well, I think do it's between joy
2: think. and pride. P flag, I think.
3: <laughs> okay, well, yeah, <laughs> let's put I a cheer
2: meter up next year.
3: P flag deserve um, a, a whole handful of um, accolades, and um, you know, it's amazing how many people come out of the closet or out of the woodwork, as it were, that are a member of P flag. I, I like um, one of our board members at Midsummer. Her partner's p- mother is in flag, and I learned this yesterday at Pride March talking about all the things that are there you know wow. it's, it's so fantastic to see the rest of our lives being part of our lives and that's something that I think Carnival does that's something Pride March does it brings the rest of our lives and it allows us the opportunity to, um, to celebrate our own life along with the rest of our lives you know
2: Absolutely. We'd love to hear what you loved about Midsummer 0427Joy949 or you can email on air at joy.org.au. What was your favourite part of Midsummer 2012 so far?
0: This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for The Midsummer Show.
1: Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au.
2: Joy 94.9. This is Ginny and Adam on The Midsummer Show taking you through to one, the Jackson's day, making me feel very reminiscent about good old Michael.
3: I love Michael Jackson. He's an
2: amazing I, performer. But
3: I guess I am that age, right? Yeah. I, I grew up with Michael Jackson. So. I think
2: Jack- there's a Michael Jackson story for every generation.
3: Yeah, yeah. probably. Because I, I grew up
2: with uh, Dangerous when his album came out, Invincible. Uh-huh. You know, you rock my world, you know yeah. you did. That can't well, I,
3: I have an autographed um, Beat It um, uh, 45, which uh, I love a lot.
2: Well, if ever you get hit by poverty, pray tell you won't. You can sell that and you'll be fine.
3: Yeah, somebody will buy it. Sure. <laughs> um, well, I thought we should talk about the parties.
2: Absolutely. Because seeing
3: as that's all you've done all <laughs> festival.
2: Well, I have to admit, I, I am disappointed I didn't go to see um, some of the art stuff because I, I, I do love theatre myself. It was, was a busy event schedule this time of year, as you know, Adam, with summer. Um, but I have to say with Midsummer and, and running a few parties myself and being involved with parties, I've got to say about the Melbourne gay scene, the energy in this particular scene, I feel, is different from any other city that I've been to in Australia. And
3: so it should be. I think, you know, I, 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 I really don't want us to look at any other city and try to compare what we do exactly. to those other cities. I want us to just do what we do because I think that's get it right and it's gonna it it rocks but what is what's your favorite party that you've been to
2: well i have to say i was very very impressed with tea dance the way it was organized the way um people were looked after even a few um people i was hanging out with in the vip tent thank you adam for my tickets by the way um they were saying it was just the setup of the carnival the way it was organized the way things were taken down so quickly after people left i mean i was chilling with an Day in the tent and she said to me that in new york if they had a similar thing to this or in America. The tent would still be up for hours. But that was just down we were literally in the tent, people like, Oh, you have to go now. Getting our bags, getting our jackets. Half the stage is gone. We're like, what the hell had just happened there? So it was just very well organized. Exactly. And I think, you know, us as a community, we've got to appreciate running an event no matter what scale it is, it's a very difficult thing to do. It's not easy. It looks easy because you just rock up to the event, you dance, there are DJs, but there's a lot of work, a lot of hard work, a lot of planning that goes yeah, behind it. absolutely. And I think, um, like I said, when you the point you made before, Adam, about Melbourne not comparing ourselves to each other's or to different cities, that's what I love about Melbourne. We do our own thing and we embrace it. And that's what I think we have a different edge in our energy and in our parties compared to other cities. And Bl- uh, Blood on the Bay is um, obviously a, a very popular event Um happens annually. I've been on two bay cruises and it's, it's a very unique event because, you know, lesbians on a boat, you'll get down well, on a lesboat. It's,
3: it's one of the highest selling events inside Midsummer Festival. I exactly. think Exactly. every year that it's been there, it's been in the top five sellers. T-Dance is obviously the single largest selling event through the Midsummer ticketing system. And this year, I think T-Dance grossed over $80,000 inclusive of GST. Wow. Um, I don't know that it's paid its bills yet <laughs> we're still going through that but um, you know it, it was a great day um, at Tea Dance so thank you for enjoying it and, and saying so um, Blonde on the Bay is always a huge um, seller and so it must be a fantastic event I've never done it um, I don't personally I, I've, I've done a number of boat parties boat things over over my time and I just don't like being on the boat yeah. so you do need I to pack your
2: travel car I haven't,
3: done the, I haven't done the party but it's incredibly popular um, something we did this year was a thing called Golden Babe Time at the deck on Flinders. Oh, I think it's on Flinders Street or Flinders Lane. Yeah. Um, and we did that um, as a as an alternative option to tea dance for. Um you know, anybody else who thinks that tea dance isn't quite for them, um, because there's got to be a pile of those people out there. I think it went well from um, Midsummer's perspective, but one of the things I'd love to hear from people at feedback at au is um, how we could potentially do that idea. The tea dance is the tea dance. Let's not change that. That's, that's that. Exactly. How can we grow the festival? What more could we do? What if we were on both sides of the river, Birurangma and Alexandra Gardens? What if there was hmm. a little boat going between the two? um Ooh, think wow. creatively be creative tell me what you th- you know how could we cater for more people um or more areas of interest um i'm not necessarily saying we're going to be able to achieve it in 12 months but with the thing with a list of things on the table we can start going about asking people to Bring in the various certain sponsorships that might be necessary or otherwise, but um, wow, yeah. So that's something that I'm interested to talk about next week. When, if people want to think about that over the course of the next seven days, other parties,
2: other parties. I've got to say, um, one that's close to my heart, given my beautiful co-host on her society, Natalie Zibung, works her heart out to um, for these lick parties, lick and love. Now, Natalie um, lick is a bit of a monster at the moment. It's touring Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. Um, Had a sellout to her in October and having the League Pride March party. Natalie's very passionate about, um, you know, bringing something for the girls or to our community as well. So passionate that she started up a night called Love and that Uh was for women for 26 and over because she was getting feedback that, you know, there's different interests that people have. Obviously, that one party cannot cater to all of them. Yeah,
3: well, Natalie's somebody I'd love to talk to in future about how we can... Cater for a broader range of people, not yeah. necessarily at the time of tea dance or in the same location as tea dance, but in other ways um, and at the same time I, I want to remind everybody because it 's my last chance to do so in a way midsummer is a charitable don- a charitable institution you can donate money to midsummer and receive a tax deduction um, and um, One of the things that happened this year is um, the guys from Devil's Playhouse produced a dance party in a mainstream cultural kind of way. It was not necessarily about a gay event, but they produced a dance party called Eden on Australia Day Eve, and they, they went into a contract with us at Midsummer about that being an official fundraising event. So I'd love to see more official fundraising events come up for Midsummer in this vein, where... You come to midsummer, we sit down and we talk about it and we look at what we can do for you in terms of making sure we can you know put you on our database, do some selling of your event and Something as simple as a dollar per ticket or eighty cents a ticket or dollar twenty per ticket, whatever you can afford um, is um, the donation that you 're going to make as part of the event and we, and we will provide um, you with some additional services that you'd have to pay for. We've got to be careful around the tax registra- tax legitimacies. Um, you have to pay for some services and you can donate and get d- deductibility for other money that you donate. So I'd like to develop that program for uh, party producers um, as a way of making... Um, Midsummer fundraising possible across the course of the whole year, not just at Midsummer time.
2: Absolutely. The 25th anniversary of Midsummer will be next year, so we'd love to hear your feedback. You can send your feedback through to feedback at midsummer.org.au. And next week's show, Paul Anthony and Adam will uh, discuss it and are open to any questions or any feedback that um, we'd love to hear a contribution on. This is Joy 94.9, The Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam.
0: This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for The Midsummer Show.
1: Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012 midsummer.org.au
2: Join 94.922 Lily Allen there, The Midsummer Show, with Ginny and Adam taking you through to one, talking about and recapping Midsummer 2012, that it was the 24th Midsummer ever. And it's going to be 25th anniversary next year, so we're very excited. And want to throw you guys the best party or the best festival ever next year. So we're looking for your feedback. Feedback at midsummer.org.au. Adam and Paul next week will be discussing anything that you feel uh, needs to be improved, anything that you liked about it. What worked for you? What didn't? What do you think worked and didn't, Adam, as yeah, the uh, well, event producer?
3: Well, uh, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> One of them. lots. I think lots of things worked yeah. and I think lots of things didn't. Um, and, you know, Paul Anthony, and uh, we have a bit of a running gag Paul and I about, you know, he goes to events and he finds something that he can't complain about and I've challenged him every year to find more to complain about because it's from the, the it's from the complaints and the feedback that uh, we'll get somewhere um, and, you know, I, there, there has been some feedback this year about the Festival Guide and our marketing choices and as I said earlier in the, in the program, you know, we... You know, we didn't necessarily do something right. We didn't necessarily do anything wrong. We made a choice and we, we rolled that choice out and um, we're now looking at how it works and how it didn't work. Um, before I talk about that, though... Um, in absence of a festival guide or anything like that I just want to be sure that everybody does know that there are still some events going on beyond today Um, uh, in particular Laugh Out Loud Big Gay Comedy Night it's extended its season it's been so popular it's extended Um, Stephen Dawson Love in a Cubicle up at uh, the Mechanics Institute in Brunswick is still running Um, a number of the visual arts exhibitions are still running Um, I think uh, stories from the sea stories uh, the queer urban tales over at the the visual arts exhibition at the substation in Hobsons Bay is still running there's a ton of things still running, and you can get um, that information at midsummer.org.au. We haven't turned the website off. You can still find out. A lot of stuff goes through, right through into March, and there are some fantastic news, you know, as uh, what I love reading in the Mardi Gras Guide is a number of the events that are moving up to there as well. You know, it's fantastic to see that Events that come here then on, then go on. We are that we kick off the gay year, as it were, the queer year, and the, these events like the Year of Magical Wanking, Brittany Cabaret, and um, what else? There's a number of others that are going off to Sydney to be part of the Mardi Gras Festival as well. So that's fantastic news for those producers. It's great for queer culture. Um, that, uh, it, uh, and I hope they have a great time up there in Sydney. And if you've missed out, grind her a love story. <laughs> um, it's on its way up to um, Sydney, and if you've um, if you've missed any of those shows here, I know Grindr, A Love Story, had a massive waiting list for people. It, could, it sold out, couldn't get, get in. So it's going up to Sydney. It'll be at the Oxford. Dean Arcouri is going up, you know. Wow. Um, and, you know, Dean, Dean has been a fantastic Midsummer contributor over the years. So la, There you go. There's tons of stuff still happening. Check out midsummer.org.au and check out the Mardi Gras guide. Some of those events that you might not have got to see here, you can get to see if you're getting if you're heading up to Mardi Gras. The festival guide is the thing that a lot of people are talking about, and I want your feedback at feedback at midsummer.org.au. I want to know whether you found it difficult to find information on the website. Did the iPhone app work for you? We did produce for festival guide like lift out souvenirs with Southern Star or Star Observer as we now call them. And um, I thought they were very effective, but I think what we didn't do well was communicate that you needed to keep those, that they were not a weekly tra- uh, disposable item, that they, we could have communicated better to you that that was the important piece of paper that you needed to keep. If we had have communicated that, would that have made the difference? Would you have known to keep those four lift out guides? What, the, what, what it did for Midsummer by producing those four lift-outs in that way, is it meant that the small number of people who do all the work of collating all the images and all the copy and all the bits and pieces didn't have quite so much to do in one foul swoop. They were able to do all of that information over four staged releases. Um, And that took the pressure off the staff and the volunteers, particularly, um, in making the magazine things come to fruition. And it, it also meant that the people at Star Observer had a little bit less pressure in getting the information compiled and published um if 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 that was it would have been effective by us having told you more about how to to keep that information and what to do with it maybe we needed to put in an event matrix so that you could look at the whole festival on one on one sheet you know i don't know maybe the poster didn't work um what do you think T- send us an email 10 bullet points is all i need what was good what was bad that's the sort of stuff that um you know, it was a choice that we made and we're very prepared to look back at the choice. You know, oh, 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 the, the, here's the, there's, I don't know how many people to thank... At um, Telstra, from the citizen reporters, you know, I know, here's a handful of names: Melissa and Henry and Tim and Pete and Ryan and Teresa and Kyle. They're just some of the names that I've been flicking through, whom, who've been making comments on my Tumblr, on the, you know, looking at my Tumblr account and seeing the Midsummer Tumblr mid uh, midsummer.tumblr.com, You know, um, all the Telstra citizen reporters, what they've been saying about the festival. That was a wonderful new strategy that we brought into play with Telstra last year, and it's gone on to bigger and better things this year. Did, did, have you got a Tumblr account on your smartphone uh, you know, are you hooked into Tumblr are you getting the information what, if not why not can you, would you um, our webisodes this this year we, tro- we chose where in 2011 we were on channel 31 that's Bent TV's space, and Bent TV will be showing a retrospective of Midsummer. And I thank Jesse and all of the the team that have been absolutely working diabolically hard to pull that episode together. There will be a, re- a retrospective on Bent TV on on Channel Thirty One coming up soon, and I'm not sure exactly when. But our webisodes on the, at Midsummer.org.au are they effective? What do you what do you like them? They, don't you? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, we're definitely trying to be a bit more digital, but. Um, I need the feedback.
2: It's always going to be trial and error. And without your feedback, we can't make the event as wonderful for you as we possibly could. 25th anniversary of Midsommar is next year. You're trying to get everyone involved, Adam, to give their um, contribution. So you can pretty much give them what they want.
3: Yeah. And over the next 12 months, we start, we start this week. Um, in writing our acquittals and reports to the government funding programs that have made this year possible. And in about eight weeks' time, that'll all be finished. And then the first thing that we'll do from there is go on to looking at the feedback that we've received... That will help us determine what next year is going to be. I've got a long list of things that I want to see happen um, in 2013, and some of them are massive dreams. Um, But uh, you never know. One should dream, and hopefully, it'll come to reality.
2: You're on the Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam. More coming up right after these sponsorship announcements.
0: Midsummer is over for another year so join 94.9 and Midsummer want to hear what you thought of Melbourne's annual queer arts and culture celebration for 2012. Join me, Paul Anthony and Midsummer CEO Adam Lowe from Midday on Monday, February 13 for the annual Joy 94.9 Midsummer Feedback Show. Be a part of the discussion by emailing your thoughts and suggestions to feedback at midsummer.org.au. Hear about the highlights and challenges and have your say on Midsummer 2012 from Midday Monday, February 13 for the Joy 94. 94.9 Midsummer Feedback Show. Feedback at midsummer.org.au. This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for The Midsummer Show.
1: Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012 midsummer.org.au
2: Unfortunately, we've come to the end of another Midsummer Show. Don't worry, there's one more next week and it's all about your feedback. So get those feedback comments in at feedback at midsummer.org.au Adam, been lovely working with you for the past few
3: weeks. It's been fantastic to sit across the desk from you, and I can't wait to see you pushing those buttons again sometime Absolutely.
2: soon. Absolutely. Love to push your buttons, Adam. You've so <laughs> got a few people to thank. How
3: clear of us. <laughs> oh, there are so many people to thank. The City of Melbourne, the City of Yarra, Arts Victoria, Tourism Victoria, IBM, Telstra, the chap La Mama Butterfly Club, Gasworks, Hares and Hyenas, Pride March, Victoria, Douglas Site Services, Southern Star, MCV, Joy ninety four point nine, The Also Foundation, Hobsons Bay, Go West, Ross Watson, all the volunteers, all the life members, Lisa, Dean, Aaron, Mark, Jane, Kate, who oh, the, the, all of the Midsummer board members, um, Cara, Monique, Alan. Paul, everybody at the, at the team at the thank you so much for making Midsummer 2012 fantastic, and I look forward to hearing everybody's feedback next week with Paul Anthony.
2: Can I just say, throughout that whole thing, you did that off, off the top of your head, which I'm amazed about. But your arms are doing this like jazz hands thing, going up <laughs> in the air. <laughs> I, you know,
3: yeah. maybe I was Italian in a former life. So. I don't know, I'm, or European.
2: It's very, um, it's it's very front of the musical. The auditions yeah. coming.
3: <laughs> very Adam. Adam Lowe starring in (laughs) Fairy Front, the musical. Yes, okay. We'll we'll bring it into Midsummer 2013.
2: I think so. This has been the Midsummer Show. Next week, Paul Anthony and Adam Lowe will be taking your feedback. So get those commented at feedback at midsummer.org.au.
0: This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for the Midsummer Show.
1: Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation.